Welcome to the Multitask. This is John Moore. Your boy Friday. What's going on, guys? So, you ever heard the expression, I'll do this when hell freezes over? Yep. Chicago wasn't the only place to get snow this year, this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is, and I, you know, I've been to Texas, I think twice, three times maybe. Um, but hell didn't freeze over, but Texas did. And I think we're seeing a lot of things at play here, whether it's deregulation, whether it's cl- bad climate policy. Uh, and just climate change those, overall. Yeah, climate change overall. And whether, you know, it's literally just the negligence of Republican uh, administrations. Uh, what did you think when you saw basically uh, uh, Texas looking like Colorado in the middle of a snowstorm? Yeah, honestly, this is going to sound silly, John. You know, the first person I thought of was uh, Joe Rogan, because remember, he made a big deal about, you know, California with the with, uh, earthquakes and the fires and Texas has a little more freedom and he moves to Texas and all of a sudden state shuts down for a whole week over two inches of snow. Um, it's not snowing in California ever. It, you know what I mean? So that's the first thing I thought of was. Um, all these companies, there was a big article I read actually that all these companies were starting to go to Texas and, and Silicon Valley was in trouble because of everything. And, and these companies wanted to go to Texas. And I just thought, I wonder if that's on hold now because of everything that's going on. Look, climate change is real. It happens in red states just as much as it happens in blue states. And this is just a perfect example of that. They were not prepared for anything. And it looks like they were not prepared for anything on purpose because they deregulated everything and they purposely were waiting for this to happen on some level so they could um, make money off it. So that's what it looks like. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I think was fascinating was the way that people in Texas literally were caught off guard yeah they had no you know we already know that you know people who are in warm weather places or you know even places like dc or new york are not as equipped for snow as people like us right and one of the things that i was just struck by was how people were just caught off guard they didn't know what to do um and and realistically what do you do right you it's not like you can go to shelter it's not like it, it was I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what happened, right? And I think what's interesting is the tragedy because it, it is tragic. It's a state of emergency. And as much as we know that this is climate change, I don't think we're really truly having the climate change discussion that we need to be have having. I think right now the focus is on how much of a disaster it is, yeah. the power, but I don't think we're really truly having that climate change discussion at this point. No, we're not. And and unfortunately, but I also think that um, I hope this leads to that right now. They're I mean, they're still in it. I hear it was going to be very warm this weekend and they're going to climb out of it. But they're still kind of in this crisis. But remember, the actual immediate crisis is always followed by um, um, pipes freezing. There's boil orders for water in a lot of the counties in Texas. So this is going to be something that they're going to be dealing with until they could recover from it. But I hope that this does lead to climate change. You know, we can make fun of Texas for, for reacting to two inches of snow like this, but I just thought of like, if I was there, I wouldn't have a shovel. I wouldn't have salt. I wouldn't be, I, I just wouldn't know what to do in this situation. Like if Chicago got a tornado, I would have no idea what to do. You know what I mean? Because we don't get those in, in the actual city. So I don't blame Texans for being so caught off guard, but we've seen reports now that the people behind the scenes um kept telling people in charge we are prepared for this and the grid is ready for this 
And now we see that that wasn't true. So I think there's going to, the heads are going to roll from this for sure. I saw Ted, we'll get into it in a second, but Ted Cruz was tweeting, how do we prevent this from happening again? I have a feeling he's not going to like the answer to that. So um, yeah, it's just interesting. I hope it leads to a bigger conversation that these red states that don't think they're dealing with climate change are probably going to get hit the most. Right. And, and I think, you know, here's the thing. What I'd be fascinated, I'd love to talk to a scientist at some point. Are there any kind of uh, irregular weather happenings that happen that are just irregular weather things that have nothing to do with climate change? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I want to know, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, someone said this was the first uh, freeze in Texas since 1940-something. So I'm like, oh, they had it happen before, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if climate change was really the cause of it back then. So one, I'd love to know. I think you and I most, we definitely believe that it might be climate change and mm -hmm. it's, whatever we obviously believe in the science but i one like to know that but then two about your your larger point about like the you know the the, the grid and the regulation this is what the problem is with republican governance you don't want to overregulate. we understand that you don't want to um you know don't forget part of the reason why they're having the problem that they have is that texas is on its own grid right so you have the western grid and I, it's the only it state how, by the way Right, right. Isn't it funny how this is stuff that none of us knew a week ago? Now we're all yeah. experts. Well, you know, well, Texas, <laughs> I've been on that grid. But, and, and I always try not to be that last minute expert who knew nothing about something and yeah, within yeah. the first 48 hours of digesting everything becomes a know it all on that particular subject. But this is a situation where, you know, we've always heard about these grids. Evidently, the reason why Oklahoma was handling it much better, they got the same weather. But Oklahoma's on the grid, so they could just switch it over. Uh, it's it's it, it's crazy. It's it's scary. Um, you know, I do think that, and you don't. The reality is, there's a lot of good people, regardless of their party, uh, in in Texas. But I mean, part of me thinks, with certain people, at least elected officials, there is this kind of this is what you get. But it's kind of hard to really fully embrace that because you know that so many people are suffering as a result of this. But you know, I hope that come this time next year, we're talking, you know, before we started recording that we we're talking elections. I hope that people wake up. I hope that they realize that, you know, they bear a lot of responsibility for this by the type of people that they elect. And I don't think you can change a lot of it in one cycle, but something's got to be done. Well, yeah, well, we saw in 2000, we saw how, how close Beto came to, to getting rid of Cruz. We saw how close it was in 2020. Look, it, it's not that close, but it's closer than it's ever been. So I could hope that I could tell that Beto's trying to run. I, I think he's going to run for a Senate seat soon enough. And so um, we're going to see. Austin's blue. Dallas is looking blue. Like this stuff is going to change little by little. And stuff like this, believe it or not, when Newsmax and Fox News are railing on crews, like stuff like this sticks with people. When politicians show up when you need them the most, that sticks with people a lot. I'm not surprised that there was a big portion of Puerto Rico who were who were Trump supporters. When he was there throwing the paper towels, we laughed at him, but they needed it. And it seems silly, but they remember those moments. They remember the $200 rebates that he was giving old people. They're going to remember the $1,400 stimulus checks. All that stuff matters. So I think the people of Texas are fed up. But I also want to say something about your bigger point was, Republicans will tell you that the government doesn't work because they're not working. <laughs> they want they want people to believe that the government is is always at a stalemate, 
but their governance belief is to make things a stalemate and to always fight and to always oppose. Um, it's it's proven fact that the, 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 the entire country, red state, blue state, are better when the Democrats are under control. It's just fact. Te Texans or whoever want they want to rail Republicans want to rail against big government, but. Look, when, when I wake up to 22 inches of snow in Chicago, the government is cleaning it the next day, you know? So we got to get away from this big government, small government thing, and we just try to have to make government work. Right. And, you know, I think one of the interesting things, and I'm not sure if it took any traction amongst the real elected officials in Texas, but, you know, the Texas Republican Party, right before this happened, uh, under the direction of Alan West, who's a former congressman from Florida, by the way, um, I think they had been toying with, you know, promoting the messaging around succession. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything else. Look, um, you don't hear that. You, you know how people will say, what's the phrase? Uh, everybody's an atheist until something happens and they pray to God or what yeah, happens. Yeah. You know, it's the same way when it comes to the federal government. Every state in the South is a successionist. But the minute that, you know, you talk, look. You talk a lot of trash about Joe Biden, but because Joe Biden is a is a public official who's a public servant who does what he needs to do, he does not hold that against you mm -hmm. when it comes to making sure that the pe that you and the people in your particular state have what you need to to survive this. The other guy wouldn't have done that. The other guy, I mean, I, I I've I've seen some stuff about how. He kind of slow walked aid to 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 California over some the stuff. wildfires, yeah, yeah, and, and everything else. I mean, this is this is why you elect Democrats. I hate to say it, it's and it's 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 you know it's an outrageously partisan piece, but this is why it's important. In our opinion, in my opinion, I think it's in your opinion. You have to elect Democrats. Yeah, Republican again. Republicans were like we saw with Trump that the whole idea of of COVID was. Oh, it was in the blue states first. It was California, Chicago, New York. Let them suffer. Don't help them. Let them show what it means to be a Democrat. But in reality, it's just denial, right? We we all know that that Mitch McConnell's home state gets more uh, federal funding than New York and Chicago and California does. So does Florida. So does so does a lot of these red states get a lot more federal federal funding. And look, Texas wants to succeed. Cool, but the, America's history. They love to invade places and make them. Democracy, so I wouldn't be too uh, excited about that idea, but um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see the repercussions of this. I think in 2022 and 2024, maybe. Yeah. Now, one of the things, uh, and in some ways, it's lighthearted, but it's it, it's also serious. Is Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz just decided that he was going to uh, take the family down to Cancun for a few days, and it blew up in his face uh it, it 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 there's a lot wrong there i mean realistically um having you know knowing a member of congress and working very closely with a member of congress i do know that as long as there's a phone and a smartphone and a computer you can work from anywhere but there's something to be said about the ability so i'm not sure what he could or could not have done if he right. was there but no, he probably could. He could pick up the phone and say, we need resources here, we need resources there. But the people in any particular jurisdiction want to know that you're, I don't want to say suffering with them, but you're with them. You're going through you're in what the trenches, you're going yeah. through. You're yeah. in the trenches. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw when you saw Ted heading to the airport? I think, man, it's funny because we all woke up to it. Do you remember that story, John? You, you're going to remember this. 
there was a lady who said some racist things, but jumped on a plane, a plane to like Europe. And then we found out and she got fired before she even landed on the plane. <laughs> it reminded me of that because he got on a plane and it went viral. And then by the time he landed, he knew he messed up. So he booked Avatar Gold Flight. Um, it was interesting because I don't think that's the worst thing he's done this year, obviously, with the whole insurrection. Not only that, but if I walk down Milwaukee Avenue now, I might see his kids under a CTA bus because he threw them way under the bus. And, and that's the thing about politics nowadays is you're almost better just telling you telling them, hey, I messed up, my bad, I'm on the way back. But he threw his wife and kids under the bus. Then his friends, the text messages and all that stuff proved that he was just lying. And we got the reports from United that he was flying back this weekend anyway. So it was like a PR disaster and then he made it worse. And now he's just looked at, like, like I said, when Fox News and Newsmax are, are just railing on you the whole weekend, you probably had a bad day. And he definitely had a bad day. Right. And it's one of those things because we obviously are zeroing in right now on Cruz. But I think it, it goes to show the hypocrisy that all yeah. Republicans had because, you know, Dan Crenshaw was saying some stuff about how California could yeah. handle stuff and all these other elements. But what it does is it really, it, it shows, one, there's a few things. Um, it shows how out of touch he is and how arrogant he is. It also shows how hypocritical he is. And I think one of the things that's, that is um, very telling is the fact that, not, with the exception of Donald Trump Jr., I don't think any Republicans have stood up and defended his actions. Uh, you yeah. know, I, th- I, I think about that one. You've heard that Lindsey Graham quote uh, about um, someone could come on the Senate floor and, sh- you know, shoot Lindsey Graham in front of other senators and not one senator would vote to convict yeah. or something like that. Um, the reality is, is that this guy is a jerk. He is a heel. Uh, and this is just, just, you know, just, just desserts, you know, it's, it's something that is just really, uh, it, it, it baffles me. It literally, truly baffles me. But I will tell you the, the repercussions of climate change globally, this is a sign of what these elite rich people are going to try to do. And that's, they're going to buy their way out of their situations. And that's exactly what Ted Cruz did. I don't know if you saw this. There was another congressman, not popular or not like super famous from Texas who was caught in Florida. He flew to Florida the day it happened. So there was another Texas uh, congressman who, who, who skipped, skipped town when, when things were going down. I don't care how effective you think you can or cannot be. The fact is there was a problem and you ran away from it and you were hoping to escape it and then let other people fix it while you came back. Even the governor who went on Newsmax and said, Green New Deal, Green New Deal, Green New Deal, and then told reporters it was it was coal and 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 eighty percent of our our energy is based on these traditional um, methods and they all froze. It had nothing to do with windmills and de-icing and none of that stuff. Basically, it was uh, just a, a complete failure of their entire system. I enjoyed how whenever they were blaming the windmills, people were showing footage of windmills and other frigid places that yeah. were working. <laughs> it was the ice. It was it was the icing, but you know, it it. I think that is also the the thing that if I that makes me the angriest this week 
is that Republican reaction is the exact same reaction that they had during COVID, where you actually have a freaking crisis yeah. and you're just sitting here trying to spin it politically. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're trying, rather than looking at it and saying, oh crap, we've got something wrong here. We need to fix it. And we're going to be honest with you. We're going to shoot it straight. And the reality is, is and I've always, I've always known this and I've seen it you know, throughout my career in politics, people will take, bad news where they know the person is being frank with them 10 times before they'll take good news that really people know it's just a bunch of bs yeah you know look the voters aren't stupid there's a lot of them that are stupid don't get me wrong i, I wouldn't I, I would guess anybody who voted for ted cruz uh, two years ago would vote for him again despite this like this is where we are in this country and we talked about it last week we're like we have to stop trying to convert these voters uh, we just have to start focusing on our voters, but um, these people are going to have to realize that these guys don't care about you. Donald Trump hates his base as people. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, he even the people who went for the insurrection, he said they kind of look low class. They kind of look like trash. Like he said that about the own people who are willing to spend the rest of their life in jail for him. So. Um, but somehow they continue to keep electing these officials. I, I, I don't get it. I understand it. It's super just, it's, they're going to put their own personal um, well-being on the line just to vote against the, just to own the libs. You know what I mean? So we're going to see, we're going to see if they can step up. We're going to see if Texas can become a little more blue in the next two years. It's, 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 and in, as we know, I do think it's funny and, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan, but you got to give her credit. AOC was able to go ahead and raise it. Was it up to $3.2 million? Yeah, right a, now? And she's and, on and, the and, front lines. Past it. It's just ridiculous. Right, how right. Look, she's shrewd and she knows what she's doing, but I think it's helping people. So I don't mind that she's using this to, to rail yeah. against. Well, well, you know, what's funny is I was actually, the one thing that kind of angered me though, was one of her um, former staffers, a sunshine person actually had the nerve to call out Joe Biden. Did you see this? I didn't see this, but Joe they Joe said, already said he's not going to go down there until later, until it's better. Right, but but so they had they had literally um, they had the photo of AOC down there, and it's just like okay, it's your move, Joe Biden. Joe Biden just went ahead and declared state of emergency. <laughs> the reality is, is Joe Biden doesn't have to raise three point two billion dollars because as a president of the United States, he can declare a national emergency, yeah. right? And yeah. he can make sure that they have the resources there. You know, uh, but look, but this just... happened with this happened with Barack and Donald as well. When there's an emergency, what it takes for the president to be in your city, to be in that area, takes so many resources, so many police officers, so many first responders that it's better if they're just not there, right? There's 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 an emergency in Texas, and Texans need their police, they need their ambulances, they need their officials to be working. They don't need them to be security escort for the for the president. So I, I don't want to see Biden down there if he doesn't have to be down there. The tweet from, and it was Sakat Shabrati, who I think was her former chief of staff. He wrote, why isn't Biden doing this? I love that AOC consistently shows how to lead. Like, okay, she shows how to lead. Um, and, and, you know, here's the thing. I will tell you you run the risk of overplaying your hand Mm -hmm. because the reality is this, um, it's a great gesture, but I will, members of Congress probably, they appreciate it right now, but they're not going to be too 
uh, please, if a couple of months from now they're looking at their congressman like, well, AOC raised the 3.2 million, you didn't do that, you know, whatever. Not only so, that, but when if I hope nothing ever happens, but when there something happens in New York and she doesn't do the same thing for that same energy and for their same her constituents, it might be an issue. So we'll see. Well, no, it's 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 a good effort. And, yeah, and, no and to be very careful not to grandstand, but you know, I meant to tell you something, and I'm gonna defend uh Ted Cruz for a second. Okay. Now, first of all, you remember how we talked about how I told you, and it ended up being right that uh it was wrong for whoever leaked it, united the leak. And if you're gonna leak that I, I think do think that the reporter was the one who screwed United because those yeah. leaks happen all the time. But normally what someone would say is an airline official told me, right. You know, source, you know, just, so yeah. right. Cause then it gives, it gives United some type of plausible deniability. It could have been like TSA or someone else, but Ted Cruz got criticized for having the police meet him at the airport. That is the biggest loader crock. And I'll tell you why. For two reasons. Just just to be sure, was he escorted to the airport or was just at the airport? At the airport. Okay. He asked for an escort. Currently, right now, in especially after January 6th, that's the guidance that all of them have right now, is that they've been they're encouraged to go ahead and and you know alert authorities because you saw what happened to Lindsey Graham in the airport, mm -hmm. right? So they it is important that so that to me was BS, but here's the second piece. We were like, well, it's a snowstorm. How dare they? Well, you've been in an airport. It wasn't like you and I are one Adam 12 sitting at a donut shop or in a in a hood and we get the call that Ted Cruz is flying in. There's a significant number of police detail to yeah. any airport. So they weren't taking somebody, they weren't they weren't taking police officers off the street or from somewhere else. So I'd say, you know, I'm all for piling on Ted. But I will say that that was a BS attack because one, I know that members of Congress are encouraged to make sure that they do have escorts for for severe for serious reasons, and two, those escorts are not being pulled off the streets or somewhere else. Those you've been in airports. There's a ton of police yeah. at any given airport, and that so those were probably the police who were already assigned to the airport who were just saying, oh, and I bet you. That was a lot of dignitaries. That is probably a protocol. So, I I I, I don't feel bad for Ted, right? But but I, but and you know, put it this way, you notice I I did I didn't go on Twitter and chastise anybody for saying it, right? But let's be honest. That's you, you know how I am about sometimes that I you know what I whether it's framing what I think to be bogus attacks. You know that's where you know it's going. But you know one thing I didn't put in show prep, but I think we need to to talk about it and you bought him up and I was thinking we could maybe go a week without talking about Trump. What do you think about Trump calling out uh, uh, Mitch McConnell this week with that with that statement uh, when, when he called him dour looking and everything else? What, what, what was your reaction to that? that this week. He's, he's hell bent on going after people. He's going to go after McConnell. He's going after Liz Cheney. He's going to go after Kinsinger. He's gonna go after them all. Who anybody who talked bad about him, he's going after them. So he's and I saw he's he's gonna be speaking soon enough at CPAC or whatever he's gonna be speaking at. Um, they're now that the trial is over, they're gonna they're gonna prance him around. And he's gonna take his shots. And I, I said this last week, but it's gonna be more Republicans this time. He's not gonna. He might talk about Biden a little bit, but he's gonna go after those guys. So I, I'm not surprised at all.
Well, you know, the thing, no, that he's going to have to be very careful is um, his power is going to be dwindling. He's, you know, his legal exposure is blowing up, you know, um, and I think what will happen is he's going to wear out his welcome really quick. Um, no, I, I will tell you, he, he will, he will, um, okay, put it this way. I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example where this may happen, especially in light of what happened in Texas this week. Uh, do you remember a week ago, tragically, a sitting member of Congress died from COVID in Texas and it was the former like vice mayor of Austin. I think it was the Austin area. Um, they said of all of the seats right now, whether it's Republican or Democrat, that is probably the most swingish district around, uh, and it's gonna have to go to special election. So, one, does he play in that race, right? The, the, does, does he play in that primary? And regardless of whether he plays in that primary or not, if the Democrats are able to pick up that seat, because let's, let's not forget that's if that's Austin area, Austin is probably, you know, all the metropolitan areas of any state, no matter how red the state is, that's where you're gonna have potentially Democrats, right? Uh, and if you combine the fact with Austin being uh, a place that many people think that's kind of like a progressive home in Texas, um, if the Democrats pick up that seat and they're able to say, you know, Blay and, and Republicans are looking at, at Trump, I just think that I think he's going to be, I think his welcome is about to be worn out. I think his welcome is about to be worn out because if they continue to see their, um, you know, their, members not come back if he continues to harass folks um it's gonna it's not gonna work out too well for 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 the republicans and dude he he's he's gonna be doomed and uh, don't forget this too you and i've talked about also the possibility that 22 as a midterm might not be a traditional midterm in which the party in power loses seats if the democrats reverse that trend for that midterm and Trump's a big player in the party, that's also going to undermine him. Well, here's why I disagree, because the base is his. And so he's still the kingmaker in that realm. You see Mike Scott, Boebert, all those people are going down there now to kiss the ring. We saw Nikki Haley try to kiss the ring. We saw um, McCarthy go down and kiss the ring. Um, they still have to go through him for the base. And here's the other thing that's different than normal. Obama can't run again. Trump is the front runner for 2024. So this is what I mean by they're either going to have to go through him or the or the go with him because the basis is and he's going to run in 2024 depending on the, the legal issues. So look, McConnell's done. McConnell's not going to run for president. Ted Cruz is not going to run for president against Trump. Graham's not going to do anything. Right? We see the young stars of the party. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Boebert, right? They're all the Trump base. They still want him to be president. So as far as I'm concerned, they're going to go through him until he becomes literally political suicide. And he isn't that yet. Well, the thing, no, here's, I agree with you. Here's the problem though. Um, you're right that the base is with him, but it's a dwindling base. It's yeah. a, you remember, you know, there's all these reports about how in state after state, X amount of Republicans are switching their, their registrations to either Democrat or just independent, but there's people fleeing the party. And so the reality is, yeah, the base is with you, but the reality is, is if let's just, I'm gonna make these numbers up. Let's just say 
the Democrats' base is 5,000 people. The Republicans' base is 3,500 to 3,000 people, right. right? And it's going down. So the reality is, is that that might work for members of Congress who are in safe districts, but it's not going to work for, for senators. It's not going to work for national candidates. It's not going to work for him. You know, I, it was funny was, I think there was a poll that showed that right now he would have 51% or some percentage of the vote in a Republican primary. That poll is meaningless. I will tell you why. Of course, of course it is, but it's Right. But you know why I say it's meaningless is you, they need to go ahead and figure out what the order of the primaries are, right? And then poll accordingly. Because that's what it is now if you look at the entire country. But right. let's just say the two or three early primary states, he's he's not got those strong numbers. That's, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I agree with you. I just think he's the only Republican in the country that can get 75 million people to vote for him. And that's not the case with the Democrats, right? Because Biden wasn't popular amongst like the super, super early Democrats. So, but Biden was able to get over 80 million. I think any other Democrat who 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 could campaign good and, and be promising and be uh, worthy could get that. I don't think there's uh, Ted Cruz is not getting 75 million people to vote for him. So it's just until I get, it's one of those things where it's like the Bulls in the 90s or the Celtics and the Lakers. Until I see them lose, I'm not going to believe it's possible. Right. Well, you know what's funny is I, earlier in the pod I went ahead and I defended Cruz. I'm about to defend your boy Trump. Um, Look, he's a jerk. He's an asshole. He's a racist. All that other stuff. Um, I have his back on his dissing of Nikki Haley. I'm sorry. And it's the sure. thing is, I don't care the, about thing is she, the, the thing is, she was right to criticize him. Yeah. I'd have had more respect if she criticism criticized him and took her medicine. Right. But you 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 ain't crap if you go ahead and you call him out and then you try to go kiss the ring. No, if you criticize him, what you need to say is I I don't want anything else from you. So in that particular instance, I'm standing with my boy Donald. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is this is what every Republican is going to have to face. Is they want Trump's base, but they have to reject Trump. So it's this is what every Nikki Nikki Haley chose what she chose, and she it backfired on her. McConnell knows that he doesn't have to go kiss the ring, so he's fine. Lindsey Graham, the night of the insurrection, shitted on Donald Trump, and then now he's playing golf with him next weekend. So th they're going to have to learn how to try to get Trump's base and try to be against Trump at the same time. It's not going to work. This is all going to crash and burn. I just want to. I just want to know how fast. So uh, changing subjects. What's your take right now? on the uh, Joe Manchin play with Neera Tandon. Here's, here's my thing. Can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a question to you, and it's going to be interesting. Is Do we elect people to do what they think is best or to do what the majority of their constituents thinks is best? Because Manchin does not, didn't have a problem voting for Bill Barr. So that that questions whether this is a personal thing or this is what his base wants. Cause it, it doesn't seem like his base would want bar and not Tandon. Well, I, I had heard on the radio today 
that this may have been a play um, to kind of show that he's not a, a Biden stooge and it gives him more space to maybe go ahead and vote for the uh, the, the the COVID package. Um, but another thing is, there's two other uh, things I think going on. I, and I'm going to answer your question first. I think it's really weird because I think that there's two there's there's two or three different things you need to do with elected officials. I think, especially when it comes to Senate and the House, you want people who do represent their constituents, but you also want people who, when they when they don't necessarily um, when they go against maybe what is the popular thought in their constituency, have the ability to lead. So the reality is, is if you or I were elected, we know that this is what our base and what our, our constituents expect. So we're going to do these things. But then there might be something that because of the information I gather or whatever, I, my constituents or my base might not necessarily agree with that. And so I need to be able to have the judgment to do the right thing there. But then I also have to have the ability to communicate that. Now, one of the things, and you know, you and I have had this talk via text and, and DM all the time, where I've been defensive of Mansion, and I say, well, you know, you you know, we need. You've been more like, oh, we got to get rid of this dude. And I'm like, hey, if it's, if that's he's probably as progressive as you're going to get in West Virginia. Um, I'm still kind of of that thought, but I'm also wondering if there's not a play here. Manchin probably, and you and I know that there's all sorts of things going on in the background and stuff that we don't see. But part of me wonders, I don't think it's good for Manchin to be crossways with Biden this early. And I'm wondering if Manchin knows that there's at least two or three Republican votes out there mm -hmm. for Tandon. And he might be showboating, right? Yeah. He might know. He might know that she's going to get because if he wasn't, if if he's the reason why she doesn't get in, then it might hurt him right. long term with the Biden administration. However, if he knows that she's going to get in, he can go ahead, grab his nuts, and and make make a yeah. pronouncement that is really not all that courageous. It'll seem right. courageous. It'll seem like he's standing up to the party. But at the end of the day, he was able to do that because he knew that there were votes to go there. You know, yeah, so you, what, that, what has your, been your analysis so far? Of that? So that, that's the only thing is if he knows it's in the bag, then he could do this to score brownie points, then he's going to do it. Right. But he would have to make sure that it's in the bag in order for that to happen. If that's not the case, then my only thing is, what are we actually doing here? Is, is Tandon... I'm not, I don't understand the controversy behind her. She has mean tweets. That's the only thing that I've been able to read is that she made jokes about Republicans on Twitter. He had no problem with Bill Barr, who was a stone cold racist. Right. And so my, my question would be, if you're not making, if you're not scoring brownie points, cause you know, she's in the bag anyways, then my point is, what are you actually doing there? Because I don't think your constituents care if she's nominated or not nominated, right? They want COVID relief. They want et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, just, I wonder if there's something personal there. I just wonder if, back to my question that I, I didn't let you answer is, is he there to do what he thinks is best? Or is he saying, I don't care about near attendance. Let's get COVID relief passed. That's what I, that's what I would want my senator to be thinking about. Also, can I say something about just nomination process in general? How can we criticize anybody, Trump, Biden, or anybody, if we don't give them the people that they want? If we're going to just say, 
hey, here's your basketball team, but you're going to have to play with what we give you, then there's no point. You know, why did you elect me? You know, so that's just a general point about just cabinet members in general. Well, 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 and I think, I think, but here's where I think you're right, but then there's an oversight and I think it gets abused. I think, well, here's the funny thing. I think it gets abused and ignored, right? Um, I think a situation where you potentially have some people who, um, uh, may have been controversial like a, a tandem but are qualified um they they're getting screwed with but then you have a situation where you have someone like brett kavanaugh uh who for all practical purposes um may be a, a sexless a, a rapist a sexual mm -hmm. a sexual predator um and it it wasn't taken seriously right um you know, uh, when you looked at what was going on um, with Amy Coney Barnett, um, Barrett, yeah. the reality is, is that the the circumstances of her appointment, like her, I don't like her. You and I don't like her because she's a conservative and everything else. Would she have been as controversial if 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 the precedent that Mitch McConnell set with Merrick Garland? would if that was followed right you know if if, if if it was a if it was a fair and square and but what's funny is of the three supreme court appointments that trump got um kavanaugh was the only one that was quasi legit right he shouldn't have been able to appoint Gar you know uh the, the first guy yeah gorsuch um and 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 but but even then don't forget the the kavanaugh one is still suspect because they shaky, yeah, yeah. yeah but but nonetheless um you know, that's, you know, those are the types of decisions that are made, but I, I agree with you, but I do think it, it, it is important, but what's happening is in many cases, and, and I don't want to both sides it, but you almost have to just to yeah. be objective here is <clears throat> I think the reality is, is that they have probably come down too hard on people who are qualified and have no reasons not to be appointed other than the ideology, right? And they come down too easy on people who have some major liabilities yes. uh, and, 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 and are problematic appointments. Right. Yeah. And so. we saw Obama and Trump just start appointing czars because they knew that the nomination process was going to be too much. But my issue becomes what you stated was Bill Barr, for all intents and purposes, should have never even came close to being the AG. But that just went through anyways. So it's, it's, it's almost just like, if we're if we're not gonna stop actual people who are hurting this country, then what do we what do we care about near attendant for? I just look, Republicans just want to make a point. I get it, right? Um, and maybe Manchin wants to make a point too. I we'll see how that develops as time goes on. But my point is like, I think Mitt Romney said it. It's like, look, the man was elected, the man deserves his cabinet. I don't I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't for this one time, I do not disagree with, with Mitt Romney. Right. Well, you know, that's the case. And, you know, speaking of which, um, on Monday, the day that this uh, debuts on, on the pod is when Gorsuch's hearing finally starts. Um, when was your Gorsuch uh, for AG. He finally gets his ear. He Garland. goes in front of. Yeah. Yeah, Garland. I'm sorry, Mary Garland. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's going yeah, it's, on? <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's a G, right? Garland. Yeah. Gorsuch. But, Mary, but Mary Garland gets. Well, because Gorsuch is in his seat. Right, right. Yeah. I'm still bitter about that. For sure. But uh, it, it'll be fascinating. Um, one of the things that, you know, people will be looking for, what we have to figure out if it's going to happen, is 
are they going to press him on whether or not um, he'll, you know, how he'll, how he'll pursue the Trump administration, yeah. how he'll approach the insurrection. And the thing is, if based upon, I mean, granted, other members in the, in, in the Republican judiciary didn't speak up and say anything, but if he comes ahead and says, yeah, I'll take a look at it, Mitch McConnell, a Republican leader, basically, you know, got to give him marching orders to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it'll be fascinating. But it's really consistent. I wonder if it's the opposite, too. I wonder if um, Garland's like, I'll look at it. But do you if you if you don't give me the job, are you do you want Sally Yates to look at it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he might be like, you might be the best. I might be the best shot. You got it. This one. <laughs> it's ooh, it's going to be, you know. Should be interesting. Just so you know, members of Congress will be back in session this week. You know, they were out, and that's when they're finally going to start moving on some COVID relief. Yeah, um, I expect it to be happening soon. Yeah, our numbers, Jeff, you know, by the way, we haven't really talked numbers recently, but our numbers in Chicago are good. Under 4% um, positivity rate, yeah. One of, the, one of the doctors, though, thinks that there's one more wave, and he thinks part of the wave um, is due, in fact, that there's a false sense of security. Yeah, because what happens is now numbers are going down. People are getting mm -hmm. the vaccine and they're going to wild out. And what realistically should be is like, no, what we're doing is we've got a lot of strength and we can't dissipate that strength yeah. by being stupid in the, in the next couple of months. And so I know that one of the, you know, I, I sometimes they're all, uh, uh, you know, the same guy to me, right? Because they all kind of, they kind of all sort of look like have same speech. Fauci's the only one that stands out. All the rest yeah. of them, I can't tell you which one is which. But one of them had said something about um, he's afraid that there'll be a, a mid to late March uh, flare up. And, and he thinks it's strictly because we're doing so well and people don't realize that when you're doing so well, you got to keep doing what you're doing as opposed to like, oh, yeah. we have nothing to worry about. I, I see what that, that, I see that thought process. I, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I just wonder if that trend of people wanting to feel secure is still matched with people and more people getting vaccinated. So I, look, in Illinois specifically, we've been hammered with snow for the last basically month. And it's a combination. Can I just go on a little rant really quick? I saw yes. some memes about how the Democrats don't care about COVID anymore. It's all disappearing because Biden was inaugurated. Look, the election was like close to five months ago, right? So it's not like he just took over yesterday and we stopped caring about it. But there's a combination of there's a decent amount of people who are vaccinated. And a majority of the country is dealing with winter, right? California is hit really bad because part of it was California never had 40 inches of snow to deal with. So Illinois is really down because everybody's home because of snow. People are getting vaccinated. Plus, in general, January, February tend to be slower months for us because we're recovering from the holidays and we're waiting for our income tax to come. Now, to your point, the income tax is going to come in March and April. And so there might be people who go out and, and want to go to Georgia for the All-Star game and might want to go to Miami to escape some of the cold. I, I totally get it. I just hope that maybe hopefully they're vaccinated and and look, we're going to be wearing masks. Let's wear masks. Let's get vaccinated. I will say that I'm getting emotional talking about it, but like the fact that Chicago's at under 4% positivity rate for now is just like fascinating. We were at, stuck at 14, 15% for the longest time. So there's hope on the horizon. I just hope we follow that. And, and you know what's funny, and this is one reason why, again, you got to be Democrat. I, I do think there's a partisan. You know what is, you, you know what's, uh, you know who else is down significantly right now in their numbers? 
Indiana. But you know what down in Indiana is? 13%. They're, they were, they're, they're, they're like a 13% or 12% positivity, and they're excited. And, and don't forget, I, I mean, we'd overwent. High, did we go as high as 15? Or what was our? Oh, we I mean, were in we, the 15, 16, 17, yeah. Okay. But even 13, we're like, man, this is too damn high. <laughs> well, but, but even when we were at 13, uh, Indiana was like at 24. Indiana's yeah. been just completely out of whack. So, yeah. I mean, it's. I think part of that is again they've been hit with snow too. So it's like post holidays, there was an expectant dip because people were just going to stay away from each other. Let's just hope it stays cold for a little bit longer. I hope it's a long winter, and then we'll get more people vaccinated. Well, you know, what's so funny is I started running outside again. Um, yeah, I've been new. I've been doing treadmill, and I will tell you the the funniest thing about this is the snow miles are so high i feel like i'm running in canes or a maze <laughs> literally because normally you can like see ahead and there's just so much snow on either side yeah. of the street i mean you know where you're going but you feel like you're running in a maze yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's it's that i got that. i got two of those i got a 16 foot mound in front of my house right now which is pretty awesome it was funny is when i come in and out of the driveway i was able to make it narrow but you don't know, normally well you know, you're in the city, so you probably parallel park. But you know, when you drive away, you can kind of, you know, turn in and and not necessarily have to be precise. Yeah. Now I literally have to to get into my driveway. I have to take it wide and almost get the car per- and go straight in. Yeah. And, and normally, like when you back out, as soon as you you know are off the driveway, you start turning wheels. No, I back all the way out and I clear the snow mounds before yeah. I start turning the wheels. So it's that's it's, forty it's, degrees in a couple of days. So we're gonna get some help. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we got to get ready to sign off. We're we're yeah, we're, we're coming close. So, uh, this is John signing off. This is Fadi signing off. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you guys next week.